0: You know, you have to contact a neurologist, schedule an appointment, get a referral, all the things you already know. So I called the neurologist, scheduled her appointment, and I started taking her. And then I'm explaining to the neurologist everything that's going on, Eliana's sleep pattern. The neurologist recommended a sleep study to be done welcome to uniquely wired the video podcast that uncovers the beauty and uniqueness of autism hi i'm nani your host and passionate advocate for autism on this video podcast you can expect to hear stories about both of my kids and their autism journey tips encouragement interviews of other autism moms therapies and so much more Join me as we explore the world of autism through heartfelt conversations and informative discussions. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Uniquely Wired Podcast. I'm your host, Nani, and I am finally back, y'all, after not uploading for two weeks. I mean, life has been crazy these past few weeks, if I'm honest, with so many things, but God is good, okay? and we're not just surviving in these streets. We are thriving, okay? We're thriving and we're getting through it day by day. So today's episode is a very much requested episode and that is the topic on, drumroll please, sleep and autism or autism and sleep however you want to word it, but the point is we're going to talk about sleep. I'm going to start off with sharing about Eliana's journey and her sleep situation from the beginning. Um, And then towards the end, I'll talk about Jacob and his sleep situation because it is a very different situation with Jacob than the situation I had with Eliana. So let's get right into this episode. So I want to start off with saying that eliana started struggling with her sleep the year before we got her autism diagnosis so she was diagnosed at two in 2018 but by one years old she was already starting to struggle with her sleep and i'm about to give right into right away what was her pattern with sleep and just the steps that i took from there on eliana first of all she did great when she was born you know she was a pretty good baby like she would go to sleep she would eat you know what typical newborns do right but again she hit that one-year-old mark and her sleep pattern was just off the hook and no I didn't take action right away if you're wondering I did not I was just kind of thinking okay maybe this is just what toddlers do maybe this is what one-year-old do like I didn't know nothing, right? Because I'm a first-time mom, so remember that. She was my first child, so I didn't know much. Like, I'm just thinking, okay, this is this must be normal. So she would go to bed. Um, granted, I would feed her. I would give her something to drink. I would give her her bath. I would brush her teeth. Like, just a nighttime routine I had with her. It was like that every single night. So either 9 o'clock at night or the latest, 9.30, she would be in bed and she won't give me a hard time but again she always wanted to sleep with her tablet watching videos and that's just the way she put herself to sleep we did that 12 30 a.m hits 1 a.m hits and this girl is up and I'm talking about with so much energy like she's up screaming and and, and excited and laughing and and she will get up and just run around the house, I mean, it was just crazy chaos, right, and she's not just getting up for five minutes when she gets up at 12 30 a.m. or 1 a.m., this girl was getting up, and she won't go back to sleep till seven in the morning, okay, (laughs) that following morning, so our nights were terrible, y'all, like terrible, and this went on, Every single night. It just kept on increasing and increasing. Um, there were nights that literally 9 o'clock she'll be knocked out. And by, by 11 o'clock at nighttime, she was already up. Mind you, I'm so exhausted and my husband as well from like having a long day that we are just finally going to sleep or... I should say even taking a shower at the time to get to bed when our daughter is wanting to get back up from her sleep. So we were so exhausted. I remember those days like if it was yesterday because I would not want to talk to anyone. I didn't want to do anything, but I would force myself to take care of myself and push myself out of the house because I needed to. Otherwise, I was going to go crazy, literally. But, um... I was, I was so grateful and still am grateful for my, um, my mom, my mother-in-law, you know, they are amazing. You know, when it comes to us telling them, is it okay if y'all can stay with the kids while we get some rest? Mind you, I didn't ask for any help towards the beginning of this, um, struggle because again, I'm thinking, well, this is normal. She should be okay Or maybe she's going through a growth spurt, right? The famous thing that people tell you, oh, she's just going through a growth spurt or he's just going through a growth spurt. They'll grow out of this. They'll be okay. It's just a season. No, (laughs) y'all. Our sleep situation was not just a season. No, we went through it every single night. And it went through, like we went through that whole situation with sleep struggle all the way until she was about... Four and a half, four and a half, or even up to five years old. Yeah, I would say up to five years old, okay? Mind you, she's six and a half right now. So, just until last year, we were struggling with sleep with her. Now, I'm going to go ahead and share with you what were the steps that I took. Now, I do want to say, don't feel like this is something you have to do as well, or, you know whatever the case may be I want you to understand that whatever I share on this podcast is things that have helped us as a family now you want to take these steps as well go ahead does it mean it's going to work out I don't know right I can't say yes or no because at the end of the day your situation with your child may be way different than mine's right so the steps that I took and and again I'm going to backtrack a bit um yes she will wake up right around those times being loud and obnoxious but there were also nights that she was up having a whole meltdown that would last up to three, three, two to three hours, a meltdown. And what's a meltdown? Like literally something that you just can't control. She couldn't control her emotions. She couldn't control what was going on around her. Like she was just crying so emotional. Y'all, she was go, she would go from zero to 100. That was Aliana. Like her mood was never like in between. She was either super excited and happy or super sad and crying. That was her and it was so hard. And again, when I started taking these steps, I'm, I'm going to share with you, I didn't start that until I want to say a month into the struggle with sleep, with the whole pattern situation with her sleep. I didn't contact the doctor until a month later. And that's because, again, I'm thinking this is normal. This was my mind because think about it. She wasn't diagnosed at that time yet. She was only one. Did we know already signs were showing of autism around that time? Absolutely. But we had no idea sleep could be related to it. And of course, it's a neurological thing. So anyways, fast forward. I contacted her pediatrician and I said, you know, my daughter is struggling with sleep. I'm exhausted. I'm not in a good mood. I feel like I'm hitting depression. Like I am literally, you guys. I was just so tired. I just wanted sleep at least five hours, God. That was me, at least five hours. But no, I was not getting that sleep or my husband. Poor thing, because he had to get up so early. Literally by 6.30, my husband had to be out the door. So nine times out of 10, I was getting up with her because I didn't want to bother my husband to get up when I knew within a few hours, this man had to get up and go to work but you know he was kind enough almost every night he was like you know what go to the room i'll stay with her because he started to notice that i was just so tired y'all i would literally fall asleep with her on the couch on the floor like we just had places that we were falling asleep because our eyes were just already like given up on us um so anyways i called the doctor and She's like, okay, this sounds like, you know, you have to contact a neurologist, schedule an appointment, get a referral, all the things you already know. So I called the neurologist, scheduled her appointment, and I started taking her. And then I'm explaining to the neurologist everything that's going on, Eliana's sleep pattern. The neurologist recommended a sleep study to be done. So just so you guys know that we scheduled that appointment a while later after she even got a diagnosis. So she didn't get her sleep study done until um, 2020. So she started struggling when she was one and a half. so it was 2017, then 2018 she got her diagnosis. We were still dealing with the sleep struggle then, right? So it was just an entire process that we had to go through because I guess they didn't want the sleep study to be the first thing. So we wanted to make sure we just keep on monitoring her sleep, putting her on a schedule. So anyways, I'm going to put a picture right here of how my poor baby looked um, the night of her sleep study, which was January 2020. So months before the... um, pandemic and the world shut down so yeah and then you know she had to do virtual learning so that was very fun but um that's pretty much the entire thing we had to go through okay so what's plan b like what do we do now and that's when the doctor prescribed the medicine um and i know some of y'all probably freaking out but this medicine was actually really (laughs) life-saving it was life-saving She, I believe we started her on the sleep medicine when she was getting ready to start preschool. So she was already two and a half. She started preschool that fall and she did tell me, you know, now that she's going to start preschool, she's most likely going to be able to sleep a little more because she's getting worked up at school that by the time she gets home, she's probably going to be tired. Just try to not get her to take naps. That's what the neurologist told me. Told me, and I took her word actually. And I was just like, okay, then I guess I'm not going to let her take naps. And it broke my heart because she would literally get home from school, from preschool, and she was only there for like four hours. And she was tired. I started giving her that medicine at nighttime before sleep. And the doctor was like, you should not see any change in her behavior or any of that sort. The only thing that the medicine might do is awaken her appetite. So she might be eating a lot more often. And she was definitely right about that. And Liana just wanted, at that time, her obsession was peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Um, So that's all she wanted every single time. And we knew that this was the medicine causing this hunger to appear. But again, you know, when she started school, routine did change a bit. But y'all, there were nights that she was still getting up even while at school, right? Because the medicine was new. So it was still, you know, getting into her system um, and adjusting and, and all that stuff that it didn't work like instantly, but we did see a change. We did see that she was starting to rest a little more, um, but she was still getting up. So she started preschool. There was times that, you know, she would be up from one in the morning. And then when it was time for me to take her to school, She wanted to go back to sleep. And I'm like, no sis, we going to school. You're not going back to sleep. And I know this might sound harsh and hard for some of you moms that are listening and dads. But honestly, I needed my time. (laughs) Like I needed my time. I needed to prioritize my mental health and I could not keep her home because I knew I was going to be mad. I was going to be exhausted. I just couldn't do it. I needed to at least nap while she was in school. Did I do that? No, I did not. Just being honest. Anyways, I was still sending her to school and I told the teacher, you know what, if she has a hard time, do give me a call and I'll just come pick her up. Right. But honestly, she was, she got through her days at school. No bother at all. Now, by the time she was out, I would just let her nap in the car. And by the time she got home, she had to stay up and I'll take her outside, just continue to keep her busy. And, um, you know, by the time she was four and she was in her second year of preschool, um, things began to get a little better. Um, She wasn't waking up as often and as consistently because when I say this was an every night thing, I mean that it was an every night thing. But like I said, second year of preschool started, and Eliana started you know getting better with her sleep little by little because the medicine started now adjusting to her body and just kicking in and it was doing what it was supposed to do so I was honestly able to to get (laughs) more sleep eventually but there was still those nights that she was still getting up medicine or no medicine she was still getting up so um you know Fast forward, she gets to um, elementary school. She starts kindergarten. Now she's in school much more hours than she was in preschool. So it's a longer day. It's more work, more academic work as well. So along with therapy. (laughs) So she's definitely much more exhausted. Um, She eventually decided to no longer take naps around four and a half years old. She was no longer taking naps. So she was good. And yeah, so her sleep just kept on getting better and now right now that she's six and a half she sleeps through the night like but guess what she still needs her tablet now we took youtube off her tablet so all she has is games on there and netflix of course she watches certain shows but that's her thing you know and that's that's her comfort at this point that's not keeping her up at night none of that because people will tell me you know the lights and this and that while that can be true That wasn't our situation that wasn't what was keeping her up you know um because even to this day that's what she sleeps with and honestly i used to feel really guilty but i don't anymore you know i've learned in this journey as an autism mom that i gotta do what works for my family and what works for my kids and if that's how my children want to fall asleep with their electronic device and that's what's going to help them fall, fall asleep, then I'm going to let them be like, that's it. I, I'm done with feeling guilty. And if that's what you do, mom, guess what? Keep doing what you're doing. Because if that's helping your child, that's helping you get some sleep, do what you got to do. You know, I, I get it 100%. So no guilt over here. No judgment over here. We do what's best for us and what's going to work for us. That's it. Same thing with medicine. A lot of people freak out about medicines. Guess what? If they're there and God has provided those resources for us, especially families, we got to go for it. We got to take advantage. We have to take advantage of these helps, okay? Do not feel like, oh my gosh, but what what if this person says this? Or what if they look at me this way? It doesn't matter. You're not doing it for them. You're doing it for your child. So do what you have to do. And that would be my greatest advice to you, honestly. And I know that we may agree to disagree. We may not be on the same page on this. And that's okay. I still love you. I still love you. But at the end of the day, we need to stop being so judgmental. We need to stop, you know, looking at other autism parents for doing something a certain way. Or they're changing their child's diet. Or they get vaccines. Or they don't get vaccine. And oh my God, we have this war with each other that... It's crazy and, and it just divides us and it's not okay. You know, everybody's gonna do what's best for their family and that's what I've learned. Was this my mentality in the beginning? No, absolutely not. I was always worried about who was gonna say what but I've learned to embrace this journey and embrace my children and at that, as she got older, I was able to see what worked for her. Same thing for my son. My son. Now let's get right into Jacob, okay? With Jacob is a whole different scenario. Now, does he wake up in the middle of the night and he's crying and you know, screaming and jumping and no. Um, he doesn't. Jacob sleeps like a champ, right? He sleeps like a champ. Um, he still takes naps and he's gonna be four in two weeks. So he still takes his naps. But Jacob's situation is um Oh, by the way, let me just go back real quick for Ellie because I wish. Okay, I wish I I had all all the photos on my phone, on which I know my husband has them saved, but on how many times we had to change Eliana's room because certain way that we had the room would not work, and we noticed she'll wake up even more when we switch the room a certain way. So we, if you've been following me, anyways, on social media, then you know that I've shared the way we've had to change Aliana's room around i mean you just gotta make it work okay so figure out what works for your child and you know you may have to invest a couple dollars but we just gotta do what we gotta do for our kids <laughs> i just wanted to throw that out there because we went through a lot of room changing and turning around and decoration and taking this out taking that out adding this adding that we went through it so we get it um but for jacob his situation he actually sleeps with um like white noise, which by the way, Eliana does too. But he sleeps with his white noise um, just for that sensory help and still sleeps on his stomach, by the way. And he's going to be four. still sleeps on his stomach. He needs to rock himself to sleep. So Jacob's situation, again, very different compared to Eliana's. He doesn't wake up, like I said, you know, going all crazy and stuff or having meltdowns. Um, He has more like tantrums here and there than meltdowns um we haven't experienced that with him but he gets up in the middle of the night every night faithfully well first of all he goes to bed right right now they both have a routine they go to bed at the same time i put them in the rooms at the same time right after being you know taking a bath and brushing their teeth and things like that our nighttime routine is faithfully by 8 30 these kids are We're getting everything done for them and they're being in their rooms no later than nine o'clock. Like I'm strict on that now, like that's it. It don't matter what's going on, we need to be in their rooms. Well, they need to be in their rooms by 9 p.m. And again, he rocks himself to sleep while Eliana just lays on her bed with her tablet and she's good, she'll fall herself to sleep, right? Jacob, he has to rock himself to sleep and needs to have that visual stimulation too, like Eliana, which is watching videos eventually he falls asleep so of course every single night faithfully till this day I have to go to his room and get him out of his swinging chair transition him to his bed he stays there for a couple a couple hours and by the time midnight hits I want to say 3 4 a.m he gets up I literally hear him because his his room is attached to ours. So our wall is like together. So I hear him getting up and he goes right back to the chair. And you could just hear the chair swinging. And that's what he does. And that is Jacob's situation right now. So with him, I'm actually in the process. I just had his three therapists speech, OT, and um, physical therapist write a letter of medical necessity for Jacob to be able to qualify through insurance for what's called a cubby bed. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but if you haven't done so, like if you haven't heard of this bed, search it up on Google. Um it's called cubby bed. It's very popular right now and it has all the sensory stuff inside the bed. It does have a zipper. It almost looks like a canopy. It's super cute and um I just feel like it will be very safe for Jacob he at some point ended up coming out of his room we had never locked it from the outside the lock is actually outside of his door and he's a big time loper so he had opened the door and when I got up from my room I noticed he was already downstairs he was on the couch rocking his life away (laughs) back and forth and um that scared me because I'm like the next thing you know is he's coming out of his room and he's gonna open the front door and possibly go out and we are not Trying to have that scenario happen. So I'm grateful that we can lock it from the outside. So now he's inside. Now there was a situation which is why another concern. This is another concern as of why we trying to get the cubby through insurance. And that is because he at some point fell out of his bed. So he kind of like rolled over and fell. And this kid did not feel anything. But I heard it and it hurt me because I know he hit himself on the wall and it just freaked me out so every single night I'm sleeping but I have this anxiety within me that I'm afraid my son is going to fall back out you know whether it's from the bed or from the swing chair because sometimes he has fell off actually a lot of times out of the swing chair and thankfully his bedroom um his floor has carpet so yeah that's it's like a safety concern for me when it comes to Jacob um but thankfully, you know, they are both good. Eliana is doing really good now with sleep. Um, now it's just a matter. Our struggle is, you know, having to stay away somewhere for a getaway, even if it's just a weekend or staying over someone's house. Like, that's very rough for us. It's very rough because we don't know how our kids are going to react when that time of sleep time comes because they are so used to their bedtime routine and their bedroom and their bed that they don't know anything else you know so when we do a getaway we just have to prepare like crazy okay before leaving the house we got to bring everything that comforts them so yeah i mean that's pretty much our life with sleep and again i haven't taken jacob to get a sleep study or any of that sort because he does pretty good. He does pretty good as of right now and I'm really praying it stays that way. His thing is just more a sensory seeking thing versus, and of course, safety versus with Eliana. She was really, really like staying up long hours. So I get it. You know, in this topic, I can go on and on and on and on. But again, if you have any questions, please comment down below Or send me a message on my Instagram page. And if there's anything that I can help you with, I'm here, okay? You are not alone. You got this. Keep pushing. And I would say prioritize your mental health. Make time for you, okay? Mom and dad that's listening to this podcast. Make time for you. And remember that if your cup is not filled how can you fill your children's cup how can you be there for them if you're not filling up your cup take a deep breath and i want you to do that right now take a deep breath and exhale okay take a deep breath a couple times throughout your day and exhale you got this Do not give up and pray Play some worship music or, or listen to a sermon on, on YouTube, you know, or find podcasts that can feed into your life and, and, and feed positivity and not negativity and, and all these things that the world is just consuming us with. Take care of yourself and, and I hope that you were able to connect with me through this podcast episode. Thank you so much for being here and I will see you guys again on the next episode here at Uniquely Wired.